0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs' uh, final show of the week. It is Friday, May 21st, and I appreciate you hopping on and listening to uh, or about some TCU athletics. Um, we're going to get to TCU baseball in a second. It was, it was a mess today. I mean, they, they lost again. They lost to K-State 4-2 on the road. Uh, Kansas State was throwing their ace out there, and he's a, a good pitcher. But, again, just an anemic offensive night, and the pitching left some to be desired as well. Uh, This team's in a bad way right now. They still have an opportunity, and and we'll discuss all that in segment number two. But in segment number one, I'm going to talk some TCU football, and I wasn't expecting to start with this, but some news came down um, this afternoon that Darwin Barlow, freshman running back from Newton, Texas, uh, he's in the transfer portal. Last season, he was their leading rusher as far as yards go. He had 73 attempts for 428 yards and four touchdowns, averaged 5.9 yards per carry. Um, he was also you know, somewhat of a factor in the receiving game, nine receptions for 44 yards, so did some minimal damage there. But Darwin Barlow uh, was this team's starter at times. Um, he was their lead back, I would say, for the majority of the year. And towards the end of the season, season Zach Evans – Started to take over and kind of emerge as the guy um, that was was the featured back, and he also got most of the reps in TCU's spring game. Now I, I was surprised by this news, and um, I'll be uh, I'll be real about it, and I'll, I'll take <laughs> some blame here or eat some crow, whatever you want to say. Um, I, I really thought. I was excited about the potential of this running back room. And I I guess naive is the right word. I was very naive about um, the potential of of Barlow transferring. Because, I I said it before, I really wanted Zach Evans to be the featured back. I think he's... um, the best running back on the team. I think he's the most dynamic. He's a five-star recruit from North Shore. We all know who he is and what he can do. And he showed some of that at the end of last season. But I thought Barlow would be a good change of pace guy. You know, Kendra Miller is there. Um, Amari Di Mercado is a veteran. And Gary Patterson said, hey, this, this running back room is super talented. And – when uh, when the news came down, my first thought was, oh, this is not great news. And I've seen uh, some TCU fans say, well, this is actually a good thing because, you know, essentially it's a good thing for, for both parties. Darwin gets a chance to move on and be a starter somewhere, and I think, you know, that's a great point. He could start somewhere, or maybe he goes somewhere where there's a established senior running back, and he could be the guy next season. But I'm not going to go as far as to say that this is a good thing because, I mean, you can never have too much depth anywhere, but that's such a physical position. It's a place where somebody can get hurt, and Barlow gives you a chance – to, uh, you know, change some things up and give defenses a different look. Now, I get that that's just not how college football works now. And and what I mean by that is guys don't stick around and play back up and just – wait their turn and and i don't think that's a, some people think that's like a societal generational thing that these kids aren't tough enough and i, I don't really believe that I, I honestly feel like there's more pressure on these guys than ever before and everybody wants to get to the league because college sports has become so uh monetized and almost its own professional entity That players just think, I have to find a way to get on the field right now. I'm not going to wait around. I have to find a way to get on the field right this minute. And they don't want to wait these things out. And this might end up being a good thing for TCU. I mean, Evans, I think this does show that Zach Evans is going to be your featured back. He's kind of the unquestioned leader of that position group. And he was great last year at the end of the season. That being said... You know, It was really that Kansas game and that Louisiana Tech game where he went off, and we know what type of competition that is. So I, I want to see it more consistently from Zach, and I'm hopeful that we will see that. And I think a big part of the reason we didn't see the consistency was because his workload wasn't that high. I, I still think there's, you know, some things that need to be proved there. And De Mercado and Kendra Miller and DeMarco Foster, who's coming off injury, I mean, there's still depth at the running back spot, and they're not in this terrible situation. And I wish Darwin Barlow the best. I mean, I think he, he does have the potential to be a starter at a, a lot of different schools, even a, a lot of different Power 5 schools. He can have a really good career. I'm just uh, – I'm kind of mourning and I'm sad that we're we're not getting that dynamic guy as part of the rotation because – I don't think you can have enough of those dudes at your skill positions, but I understand it. I mean, he's got to do what's what's best for him, and he s- sees that the opportunities are just – they're not going up, they're going down in Fort Worth, and he's going to take this chance to move on. So, best of luck to him. And TCU has the depth and the stability at running back to – certainly survive this and be okay and make up that production. But I, I do think it, it might be a bigger loss than some people are making it out to be. And we'll see once they hit the field in the fall. Uh, coming up next, we'll, we'll break down TCU baseball and a, another tough loss. But before we do that, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, uh, run by Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He does a fantastic job. He gives you all the lines in Major League Baseball, the NBA. When the NFL and college football comes back, you need to make sure you're subscribed and you're listening to Lee Sterling and you're following that advice on betonline.ag because it gives you the best chance to make some money. If you've never dove into the wagering world and you're kind of wary of it, I mean, if you use the promo code LOCKEDON, you, uh, you can get a 20% sign-up bonus, which is a cool thing. So, hey, if you're like, ah, I really don't want to, waste my time um spending money well you know use that sign up bonus and give yourself a little lead give yourself a little time to figure it out betonline.ag they cover all the major sports also combat sports ufc and boxing at least, really tapped into that and you know that's that's almost every weekend these days so betonline.ag they give you a chance to make some money try it today Okay, back here on Locked on Hornfrog, Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Um, so let's let's just run down the good news and the bad news for TCU baseball. They opened their series against K-State tonight, and they lost again. They've now lost five out of seven. They fell to the Wildcats four to two. Jumped out to an early one to nothing lead in the top of the second inning. Promptly gave that run back. Then fell behind three to one. Uh, made it three two. Gave up another run. Almost immediately, they made it 4-2 and could not scratch out any more runs after that. Now, Kansas State was throwing their ace, Jordan Wicks, tonight, and Jordan's going to be a first-round draft pick. His ERA is like 3.4, so he hasn't been just automatic all season long, but he's a good pitcher with good stuff. And this lineup is honestly, I mean, it's just a mess right now. They're not finding ways to score runs. It feels like every run – his moving heaven and earth to get it done. They had one extra base hit tonight. One extra base hit. It was a Tommy Sacco double on the base of the wall in the eighth inning. And that was it. They're just not – I mean, they're not driving the ball right now. Phillip Sykes is struggling. Zach Humphrey, I mean, if he gets a hit, it's a single. He's not driving anywhere. Braden Taylor is in a slump. Gray Rogers had the best night of the day. He had a couple hits, a couple RBIs, but he struck out in the game. You know, their best chance, they threatened in the eighth inning, trailing four to two. They had runners on first and second with two outs. And Braden Taylor struck out. Jordan Wicks went seven and two-thirds, gave up two runs, only a few hits. As I said, just that one extra base hit. And – the woes continue for this lineup. And also, I don't really understand. The lineup they trotted out there tonight was just bizarre. I mean, Tommy Sacco leading off. <laughs> and I like Tommy. And I think he's been actually uh, – you know, we, we said this when I talked with Eric a few weeks ago. He's been really clutch all year long. Like, he does find a way to get big hits in big situations. But he's not a leadoff hitter. He's been in the, the nine hole for pretty much the majority of the year. And now you're hitting him leadoff. He's got decent speed, but he's not a burner. He gets on base at a, an average clip. I just I don't understand what's going on. And, and Luke Boyers, I mean, he's young, and it's, it's just been a tough season since he came back from injury. But he can't, he can't get hits. He can't get on base. And I hate it for him. I mean, I know he's as frustrated as anybody. But where's Porter Brown? Can you get him in the lineup? They're just not finding a way to manufacture runs and scratch out runs. And then pitching-wise, Russell Smith, uh, I mean, it it was the same story that's been the last few starts, which is that he battled and he kept him in the game, but he's just given up too much. You know, I I can't remember what inning it was. I think it was the uh, bottom of the third or bottom of the fourth. He gets two quick outs, and then he gives up two two-out home runs. And both of them were, when he had two strikes in the count, He just he's really struggling to put guys away late in the season. And he's given up a home run almost every start. He gave up two tonight. It's a K-State team that can hit the long ball a little bit, and they're at home. I just... I said it, I was really hoping that maybe this was the night that Russell Smith came in there and just set the tone and went to work and shut everything down, and he couldn't do it. (laughs) So maybe it's Austin Grove tomorrow, but I'm starting to to really worry about this team. It's it's only a seven-game stretch, ultimately, but things are not seeming to turn around. Starting pitching is still a big issue. The lineup, scoring runs is still a big issue, and I'm not seeing much progress. The bullpen was good tonight, and the bullpen has kind of been the bright spot for the last few weeks, which is bizarre because they were the biggest weakness of this team for a while. River Ridings came in and did good work. He actually put himself in a tough situation in the seventh, where he uh, had first and third nobody out and was able to get. A couple strikeouts and a pop-out and get out of it with no damage. Jacob Metter came in in the eighth and the ninth night and, and pitched well. Uh, now, why is Jacob Metter, who hasn't pitched since the Kansas series, coming in in a high-leverage situation on the road? I'm not sure, but he did a good job. So that's encouraging. And moving forward, I mean, you, you got to win a couple games here. Now, the good news is they still have a one-game lead in the Big 12. Texas lost tonight to West Virginia, 5-4. to four. It seemed like in every inning the Horns had the bases loaded or two men on base, but they could not push across runs. Ty Madden continues to not be as sharp as he's been all year long, and they fall at home to West Virginia. And I really thought Texas was going to sweep them, so that was a gift. Texas Tech lost to Kansas tonight. So the Frogs weren't the only one who got upset, but this has been a trend. And... Drew Davidson had a conversation with Slosh that he put out in the 4 Star Telegram today where he said apparently it looks like Johnny Ray might be back in the rotation this week as their third starter, which gives me heartburn because the poor guy just hadn't gotten anybody out, and his bullpen appearance was a disaster last weekend. But Coach says that he had a good – Bullpen session this week. They've had some good conversations. Feel like he's in a good place. We'll see. You still have a one-game lead in the conference, and you got two games to go. You go get a win tomorrow, and you clinch at least a share of the title, even though I feel like since Texas won two out of three in Fort Worth, and we'll technically get the one seed in the Big 12 tournament that a co-championship is pretty hollow. But it would be something. And at this point, I would take it because this team's just not playing well. And I hope they figure it out. And they can. Listen, things change quickly. But right now, this looks like a team that I I don't even have a ton of confidence in getting out of a regional. Because it's just, I mean, Louisiana, Monroe, and K-State they are 1-3 in three in their last four games against those teams. These are not good teams. This is a big-time problem, but everything's still in front of them. We'll see. Let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. Big fan of Built Bar. Some of my favorite flavors, German chocolate, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. Try Built Bar today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 20% off your next order. Try some of those flavors. They have some more creative flavors as well. But if you're just somebody who's like, man, I just want a good chocolate protein bar, well, you can get that at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com is delicious. It's healthy for you. Only 180 calories. It's good fuel for your body. Give it a try today. BuiltBar.com. All right, that'll do it for this uh, day and this week of Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, I'll talk with Eric on Monday about you know whatever TCU baseball does over the next few days. Hopefully, we're having a, a better conversation and they've started to turn things around and we're discussing a Big Twelve title, but we'll see. Um, thank you for tuning in this day today and thank you for tuning in this week. We'll talk to you uh, on Monday. This has been Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.